Welcome to Stack of Stats. I am your host, Pamela Maldonado, joined by Anthony Charter, DFS analyst for tourjunkies.com. And we're here to bring you all the analytics behind the PGA bets. Charter, I am happy to have you once again. We just talked yesterday, but how excited are you for this week's tournament? Uh, it's, it's bittersweet. You know, it's the last major of the year. Majors are always the, you know, the, the cream of the crop when it comes to golf. So, um, you know, a, a little sad that we'll have to wait, what, like, well, way too long. Was it nine, 10 months before the Masters comes rolling around? We, we were so gifted last year because we had double U.S. Opens and double Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I kind of wish it was like that. But, you know, at least we have the Ryder Cup and the Olympics and all kinds of other juicy things coming up. But, yeah, the Open Championship is going to be awesome. Or for the rest of the world, golf is over. Too bad, so sad, because next we get football. And that's when the real I sport suppose. begins. <laughs> Yesterday we did detail the course. We detailed the field. And we talked about some of the early clicks that we had today we are going to give our picks our favorite players and looking at of course it is the open championship it is at royal saint george's club in england in sandwich uk it is a par 70 it is 7200 yards just to recap the field of the top five betting favorites on the betting market right now you have john rom who is the plus 850 favorite bricks kepka plus 1600 jordan spieth xander shoffley both 1800 and justin thomas is to Today, plus 2,200. Yesterday, he was plus 2,000. So that's a little bit of an interesting move that we are seeing. Uh, what do you yeah. think about that move? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're probably just trying to do entice people with a little bit bigger a number, and now people are mm-hmm. starting to, to bite. Um, I, I know a lot of people were waiting for for DJ to, to his number to slowly come down yeah, because it, it, hadn't, it hadn't moved. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, once you, once you get over that 20 number, it come, becomes a little more enticing. Right. Some of the stats that we're going to be utilizing for myself, I am looking more so at recent form. I want to see the players who are coming into this with some confidence because they either have some top tens, top fives, maybe even a win under their belt. I want to look at the history in majors because you have players who do really well in regular tour events. And then they get to a major and somehow they're just like missing the cut after missing cut. So that's what I'm considering. I am also looking at strokes gained around the green. I think we talked a lot about the course yesterday, so you can make sure to check out yesterday's podcast. It is part one. This is part two. But I am also looking at strokes gained on the approach and but putting on bent grass greens. Which stats are you using? Did you make any changes from yesterday to today? No, not really. Fairways, control of the ball, creative guys, um, you know, generally strokes gained on difficult scoring averages, uh, windy AF conditions, you know, <laughs> and, and just general bogey avoidance, but also, you know, who, who's, who can make birdies on uh, not necessarily right. just par fives, but when the scoring is difficulty, who, who shows up with the birdies? I don't mind if someone's going to make a whole bunch of bogeys if, you know, they're, they're, scoring more birdies, um, especially in, in DFS. But, you know, when it, when it comes to winning a championship, you're still going to need to get to a number. Um, but going with, with the trends, did you do any homework? Were you able to come up it with anybody? really hard to go it through. It was really hard. As far as I got was those who are 30 and 35. <laughs> and then from that list, that's what kind of where I stopped. Have you done well recently? Did you win a major? Have you been in the top 10 of a major? Kind of stuff like that. But it was kind of coincidental that the players that I liked 
are part of this age bracket anyway. So I am yeah. kind of looking to the older demographic. I think players with a lot of experience, it comes into play here. In a course that has a lot of wind, takes a lot of patience, um, and has a lot of history with playing with the Open. If you have history with the Open, that's fantastic. That's kind of, And those who have history with the Open tend to be those who are in the 30s and their 40s. So that's already the demographic that I was looking at. So I kind of stopped and gave up. I you know I said I was going to. It's a lot of trends to find a handful of players. And there's 156 yeah. players in the field. So instead, we're just going to go back to our regular routine. You have four players on your list. I have five. But of my five, you and I share two. So we will start first with your picks. And that one of the players that you like for this week is Scotty Scheffler. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I don't mind this play at all. For a top 20, he is plus 175. Plus top, top 10, he is plus 400. To win, he is plus 5,500. The only caveat that I see for him is that he has never played at the Open. However, if you look at how he has done at major events, he's kind pretty of one good. of those guys. He He's pretty good in his last few events. His last five starts, he took 4th, 19th, 18th, 8th, and 7th in his last five majors. On Ben DeGrasse, he does pretty well, too. Um, I mean, he doesn't putt pretty well, but he still ends up with pretty good results. A, couple, a few top 20s. And then in 2021, he's kind of having himself a really great 2021 season. He took 18th at the Masters. He took 8th at the PGA Championship, both majors. And then he had 3rd at the Memorial, 7th at the U.S. Open. So all of everything that he's done well in was at a major. Is it any concern to you, however, that he has not played at an Open event? No, not really. I mean, like he did finish well at the uh, Scottish Open last week, which is nice, you know, very lengthy. Obviously, the course is a little bit easier than he's going to face this week, but that, that's not something to worry about. Scheffler has amazing numbers. That's true, too. But I mean, he's proven that he shows up the big fields. I mean, yeah. if, if Scotty played some of these weak events, he might be with a win right now. But just, you know, he, he only wants to show up when, when everyone else is showing up. Um, and like his his numbers when the scoring average is difficult are very, very intriguing. And same with Windy AF conditions, which generally is a theme between all four of the players that I'm really on this week. Their numbers when the scoring average is difficult and when wind is in play are, you know, top of the top tier. Um, mm. So that's, that's something interesting. One thing I will say though, mm-hmm. I'm not really on them, although I'm not really off of them yet, but Paul Casey fit the trend for all but two, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I, that was as far as I really got it. Like there's a bunch that fit like, you know, five or six, but Paul Casey fit all but two. I'm just not sure what to do about Paul Casey. Initially, he was a highlighted player of mine. And then I ended yeah, up I not putting him, him on my list. So I think, yeah. So we both have him start and watch him not make our card. And then he comes you out with a win. Everybody. We can't talk about, and that's the thing about this tournament is that there's a lot of players that I really like that can contend yeah. because they're really great form or they've done really well at open events and maybe they don't have great form so they can maybe find a bounce back. I really yeah. like this tournament. It's a bit of a confusing one and tournaments where you don't have a lot of course history, those are always going to be more difficult. I'm somebody who likes to use stats and now you don't really have any stats to go off of. So it's kind of a guessing game. Your guess is as good as mine. All we can do is cross our fingers and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can still, even though you we don't have it, you can still piece together 
mm-hmm. um, bit by bit, just just trying to make like a course fit. You know, a lot right. of par fours between four hundred and four fifty. You know, the couple par fives. Just par a matter of how detailed do you exactly want to go? I kind of yeah, stick yeah. to my general stats, and I look at around the green. I look at approach. I look at bogey avoidance. I think those three are going to be really important at this course. Are you going to avoid yeah, bogeys, uh, and are you going to put it in, in put it in a good spot for you to hit? That's kind. I'm kind of keeping it simple, stupid. <laughs> so that's the yeah. strategy that I'm using. Um, everyone has their own strategy, and that's what I love about sports betting. But that is for yeah, Scotty Shuffler. Another player that you do have, like is Matthew Fitzpatrick, who was on my early click yesterday podcast. For top 20, he is plus 150. Top 10, he is plus 300. And to win, he is plus 3,500. That is the number that I grabbed yesterday. However... Spoiler alert, he's not on my card. <laughs> I ended up laying off of him. Um, this was just a, when I say first clicks, this is me doing zero research. And I just click based off of a name that I like. And I liked his odds and I liked his name. And he does really well. And I don't blame you for having him on your card. On looking at how he does at major events, he has only had one top 20 finish at a major in his last 10. That's what kept me off of him. How he has done at the Open in his last few starts, he did take 23rd in 2019, but he has two missed cuts prior. And then how he does on bench grass, kind of okay. He has one 12th place finish back in 2020. And how he does in 2021, he's been having himself an up and down season. He is really good off the tee. So his ball striking is consistently there and his putting off and on. I didn't love what I saw from his stats, which is why I didn't put anything else on him other than my first click by yesterday. What can you do to persuade me back onto him? What do I you mean, have? First of all, he's still a really young guy. Yes. Um, and although the putter hasn't clicked, a lot of the courses that he's played in the States, you know, obviously he's, he's sort of new just, to, you know, being a regular on the PGA Tour. So that, that's going to come. But I mean, when this putter shows up, like his results are pretty good. But over the last three months, he's eighth in fairways gained, 12th in birdie or better percentage, 16th mm-hmm. in 400 to 450 par four scoring and 29th in overall putting. Okay. Then you get into the difficult scoring. His 16th in strokes gained total on difficult scoring averages over his last 50 rounds. And in those 50 rounds with windy AF conditions, he's 29th <laughs> windy as well. AF. And and he also grew up around Royal St. George's. He is in love with the course and has mm-hmm. shot a 67 here. Ah, okay. I don't like mind any of that that you are feeding me. I don't I don't like I don't dislike it. I like it. And he is coming off his second place finish just last week at the Scottish Open. Talk about some of that run good, some of those good vibes. What did I talk about? Oh, I need a player with a good headspace. That should definitely be him. I like Matthew Fitzpatrick as well. He may be- end up back on my card. Now, you have two other guys on your card, both, two, both of which I share. We don't need to detail too much, but we should still talk about them if you are new to the pod. It is Jordan Spieth, my fellow Longhorn. Let's get it. Top 20, he is minus 110. Top 10, he is plus 185. For him to win is plus 1,800. He is one of the top heavy favorites. How he does in majors, also pretty good. He took third at the Masters. He took 19th at the U.S. Open. How he does at the Open, he has great Open history. Keep in mind, this is the only time we haven't played at this course since 2011. The Open is a rotating uh, tournament. They have how, so, but in his at the Open Championships in his last five, he took fourth, 30th. He won in 2017. He took ninth in 2018 and he took eighth in 2019. So he's pretty good on the Open circuit. On Benton Grass Greens, 
also pretty good. He took third and nine and second in his last three. And we know that 2021, he's having himself just an absolute phenomenal season. He has been in the green in nearly every, in every single category, in nearly every single tournament, with the exception of less than a handful. What else can you add to why we both love him for this week? Uh, not much, to be honest. It's, Spieth is just super gold. Like, yeah, he's only finished top. He's only finished outside the top twenty once in his last seven starts. He's top ten tee to green and four hundred and four fifty par four scoring. Um, one thing I was going to bring up with with Brooks, uh, there is a uh, someone pooled together a of total links results from tw- since 2015 and Jordan Spieth is number two on that list with 117 nice. strokes gained total on Ooh. the fields in that time frame with 2.2 strokes gained per round on average um, and number one on that list is the guy we're going to talk about next so then next that moves us over into Brooks Kepka. He is your fourth guy you are looking at. He is another guy that I'm looking at. This is number two of the people that we both like. For top 20, he is minus 110. Top 10, he is plus 175. For him to win, a short favorite at plus 1600. But Brooks in his last 10 majors, he has had top five in seven, including two wins and three runner-ups. He has gained strokes in every single category in eight of his last in, in eight events. And the two that he didn't, he took 29, then he missed the cut. So the possibility is there. We're not saying that he's going to be a perfection this time around, but the option is there. More so than often, he's going to contend at the Open. He took 10th, 6th, 39th, and then 4th in 2019. And he is coming into this with some really great form. He took 5th at the Travelers Championship. That was the last tournament that he played. Brooks Kepka is one of those guys that you kind of have to ignore the stats because for whatever reason, he just shows up, auto bet, him at majors i'm starting to believe i'm starting to like imprint that into my brain (laughs) you have to just like auto click and he should be an auto click is there anything additional that you can give us yeah i mean brooks just has that tiger woods mentality um Mm -hmm. a, a few months back when rory went to visit tiger there was like 15 trophies on on the wall tigers won him like 85 well, actually, he's won like 83 PGA or sanctioned events and then countless other events. But he only mm-hmm. has 15 trophies. He has okay. 15 majors. <laughs> Rory asked where the rest of the trophies are. Tiger shrugged. They're irrelevant. It doesn't matter. The The only thing that really matters and what you will remember by generally is major majors. golf championships. When you're playing the best up. unsanctioned and the big game hunter Brooks Kepka shows up for that. Okay. One stat which I will have, blow your mind. Okay, because I have a, I have a, I have a caveat. I have a counter argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the majors since 2017, okay, Brooks is negative, or he is 84 strokes under par, minus 84 <laughs> in his major scoring since 2017. That, that is by far first. The next, the next closest event. person is Dustin Johnson. Okay. 63 strokes behind. So 20 some strokes ahead of the field in majors. That's pretty impressive. I do have one question mark on bent grass greens, which is what these course, this course is. He has has back-to-back miscuts at the masters and then Byron Nelson, which was a team event. Regardless, what do you think? 
No, I'm not, I'm not worried about about any of any of that. Brooks will find the putter when he needs to. And then these greens and the entire course is at least 60% fescue everywhere. You know, like there, okay. There's a very, very small mix of bent grass in there. Um, but, you know, that's why they show up a few days early to get some practice in. So, yeah, I'm not really worried about like off and on because, you know, if you just pooled Brooks's major stats together with nothing else, I'm sure right. the results would be quite a bit different regardless. So, um, yeah. So those are the four players that you like. It is Scotty Shuffler, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and then the two that you have that I share, Jordan Spieth and Brooks Kepka. Now help me out with the next three guys that I like on my card. One of them is going to be Colin Mor- Morikawa. Top 20 is plus 165. Top 10, he's plus 300. And to win, he is plus 3,300. He's never played at the Open. But if you look at how he performs at majors, also pretty damn good. He's won the PGA championship. He took 18th at the masters. He took eighth at this year's PGA and he took fourth at the U S open just in June on bent grass. He also does pretty well. He took 14th at the Charles Schwab. He took another top 20 the week before. And then how he's doing in 2021. He's kind of on a bit of a run right now in his last six starts. He took 18th, seventh, had a miscut, but that was in the Zurich, which is a team event. And then since after that, he took eighth, 14th, second and fourth. Those are the last tournaments that we saw him. He is the best ball striker on tour. I'm still going to say that. He is, what else can you say about him? He's amazing. He's a great, I'm going to look for the player. His putter is always going to be an issue. But if you give me a player who's going to like consistently ball strike where he needs it to go, that's what I like. Do you like Colin Morikawa like I do? No. I, I just think he will lack way too he just doesn't have enough experience for a course like this. The, the, a course like this isn't just about a pure ball striker. You know, okay. putting it to point A to point B on, a, on an American course is much different than knowing exactly how much speed and spin to put on a ball when it hits a slope to go forward, backwards. So if you're talking about experience, you're kind of counterintuitive to yourself right now. You're, you don't like Colin Marikawa because he doesn't have the experience, yet you're taking Scotty Scheffler, who also doesn't have the experience. Yeah, but uh, yes, it, it, <laughs> it, it is a little different, but I don't know. The, uh, I don't know. The, the I mean, Scotty Scheffler's short game is pretty decent. Colin Marikawa's short game is absolutely terrible. You know, even in his last 20 rounds over the last three months, he is 78th in scrambling, 82nd in putting. He switched back and forth two different times between putting grips. He just, he just doesn't have it. I mean, yeah, he's, he's one of the most elite ball strikers in the entire world, but that's only going to get you off the tee from there. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of trouble getting up and down between the greens and the bunkers. And uh, it's just scary. It's it is scary. He is. Scheffler is better around the green for that reason alone. I could see myself laying off calling Marikawa and instead maybe going to Scheffler or just laying off entirely. One thing I will say too, Scheffler's ball flight is so pure and low and very nice for a course. We talked about that yesterday. We talked about that yesterday. People with a lower... Mm, people with lower ball flights are um, are probably going to excel because it's a wind course. Yeah, yeah. It's and you know generally okay. it's just a lot easier to control bounce and and you know. That's why we do this pod because we are here to help each other out. Colin Marikawa is consider him scratched from my list. The it is really is, hard too, I guess. It is hard. Just, and he could still very well win. And then too bad, so sad. But the next yeah. player that I do like is Louis Uthheisen for top 20. He is plus 110 for top 10. He is plus 250. And to win, he is plus 3,300. 
he has he is a bridesmaid and he's never a bride. He has multiple runner-up finishes at major events dating back from 2015. So he many. has one, two, three, four, five. He has five runner-up finishes since 2015. He has a couple of uh he has one third place finish on Bentegrass Greens. Looking at how he's done at the open, it's kind of okay. He took second back in 2015. Kind of okay. He missed he the won. cut back to back afterward. <laughs> he and yeah, well, this is back in the day. This was prior to 2015. I'm looking at the last five. Yeah, tw- 2013, I think it was when he won. On Benton Grass Greens, he's also pretty okay. He has a 19th, a 48th, a 23rd, and a 26th place finish. But in 2021, I'm looking at recent form. I'm looking at confidence. Nobody should have more confidence than Louis Uthuizen because he has 11th, 6th, 2nd, 8th, 2nd, 18th, 2nd. He is having himself a really great season. And if I want to talk about somebody who does well around the green, that's him. If I want to talk about somebody who has uh, a game with their putter, that's him. I don't need him to be stellar off the tee. I need him to have a good iron shot. And he does gain strokes with his approach. So give me a guy with a good iron play. Mix that in with the short game. I'm going to like him every time. Would you agree with Uthuizen? Yeah. I mean, he's still really good off the tee. So. Yeah. Even then, but yeah, Louis got one of the best short games around. Um, someone asked me in the nut hut yesterday who like were the best three short game players that have a chance to win. And my answers were Louis, Abraham answer yeah. and Kevin Kisner. And cause those are generally three of the best short game players in the yes. world, really. And all three have a legit chance of winning this open. So. Absolutely. So then another player that I like lastly, it is a bit of a longer shot, but it is Ricky Fowler for top 40. He, for a top 40 is the only, as, as far as 40? I'm willing to take it. What? Yes. How you're still getting top 40 You're still back? getting plus money, plus 100 for a top 40. What? Yes, please. How is that not a lock? And the reason <laughs> for that hell? is because Ricky Fowler at major events, he finishes in the top 40. Just naming off mm. since 2017. 5th, 2nd, 20th, 28th, 12th, 9th, 36th, 43rd, 6th, 1 miscut, 49th, 29th, and 8th. He is already starting to come back into form a little bit more so than he was definitely like six, five, four to six months ago. Looking at how he does at the Open, 30th, 46th, 22nd, 28th, and 6th in 2019. And then how he does on Ben Grass, 28th, 57th, 29th. How all of these numbers are below 40. <laughs> and in 2021, as mentioned, he's starting to come back into form a little bit. He had a lot of missed cuts there for a little while, but then he took eighth at the PGA Championship. Was it PGA? Yeah, he took eighth at the PGA Championship, followed that up with 11th at the Memorial. He did miss a cut at the Travelers, but then he bounced back in a, in a pretty decent way, taking 32nd at the Rocket Mortgage. So t- looking at his history, looking at him starting to have more green than red in his statistics, Top 40, that's very feasible. What do you think? For plus money. <laughs> what kind of weird place are you betting that has top 40 numbers? I've never even heard of that before. That's insane. If you got it, I'm going to look at it. <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty good. I wish I wish I had some top 40 numbers. I'd, I'd go for some real nice long shots for top 40. But yeah, I, I would love to see Ricky do something. This will actually be the last major he has qualification for, and this is the last year too. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't do something like, I think a top 10 will obviously get him into next year regarding otherwise. So he'll need to get into the top 50, but if he doesn't, 
Ricky will not have a spot in any major next year. That so there's a lot of implications. I love that you said insane. that because now he's not just playing for a top 20. He's trying to win because he needs to stay on tour. He needs to keep his his exemptions into these majors. Like this is a pretty big implication for him. So there is actually a lot on the line. It's not about yeah. money. It's about the next few years of your career. <laughs> yeah. And like his his coach, I mean, obviously it's like known that him and John Tillery like came together and, and Tillery's like one of these guys that just breaks your swing down completely and, and rebuilds it. So there was obviously going to be a lot of downtime for Ricky mm-hmm. and like, you know, his expectations were there that he knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, and obviously he lost his, his putting prowess, which he was like, you know, one of the best short game players in the world for a long time. Um, but yeah, the numbers are starting to get back together. Like his last three months, like he, he's really been showing up a little bit. Um, More green than reaching, right. Over 18 rounds, he's 12th in scrambling and 19th around the green. The putting, it's still a little suspect, but like he's starting to hit more fairways. That's mm-hmm. really good. And, and you know, making some birdies and stuff too. So starting to come together. Is he going to finish in the top 10? Is he going to win? Probably not. But for yeah, a top 40, <laughs> that seems pretty feasible for him to finish in the top 40 when it's already something that he's been doing on his worst days. So. Yeah. I like it. So just to recap the players that I like, then the two players that you and I share um, are going to be Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, And then I am no longer playing Colin Morikawa. You've convinced me off of him. Instead, I'm going to be playing Louis Uthuizen and Ricky Fowler only for a top 40. If you can find it, I'm not going to take his top 20 odds at plus 275, but I do like his top 40. So those are the players that we like to recap the full Small laundry list this time. It is Scotty Shuffler, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, no Colin Morikawa, Louis Uthuizen, and Ricky Feller. Any? Oh, there were some props. I do know that you said your missed the cut parlay, your Kucher Garcia missed the cut parlay plus four oh one. That is up in play for this week, right? <laughs> Yeah, you can make it a little extra juicy too. I, I added a Bryson to, to that, a Rory oh. to that, and a Lee Ooh. Westwood to that. Okay. You can get some I like major Lee Westwood. numbers for those five to miss the cut. I do like Lee Westwood as an option. I'm not sure about Rory. I think he can definitely turn it on. And DeChambeau, I don't mind that one at all because he's also a bit of a firecracker. Firecrackers yeah, are the ones that can I, miss I the cut and it wouldn't surprise anybody. Just in case, yes. Yeah. So do make sure to follow him so you can see his full laundry list of exact plays. We talked about four players, but he does like more uh, betting options. You can follow him on Twitter at AntCharter. You can see his stuff at tourjunkies.com. And you can follow me at PamelaM35. And that does it for another episode of Stack of Stuff. Good luck.